Welcome, welcome everyone to the Mindful Conversations Matter podcast. If you don't already know who we are, my name is Tina Onkasawan, the moderator of the podcast and a language acquisition teacher on special assignment for the Valverde Unified School District. Also with us is the hostess with the mostest, Adriana Vasquez, coordinator of language assessment and the language acquisition team here at Valverde Unified School District. The purpose of this podcast is to create a safe space to reflect in open and brave conversations, a space to listen to multiple perspectives about a variety of topics that we are faced with on a daily basis. All right, and we have such an amazing guest here today. Adriana, please introduce our guest. Yes, for sure. We have Mr. Eric Aldaña here with us. He is an amazing rock star teacher at Tomás Rivera. He has uh, taught ELA and is currently our avid Excel slash ELD teacher. Thank you so much, Mr. Eric, for being here with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm super excited. Thank you. And so I guess we can start our conversation just by asking you, how are you feeling today? How has your week be- been? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been surviving, uh, you know, these last, you know, we have a couple weeks before uh, break and I'm just like, ah, you know, <laughs> like every other teacher. Um, but yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm surviving. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Um, just if we can start this conversation with you sharing with us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm 28, uh, born and raised in Reno. Well, actually just raised in Reno Valley. I was born in Compton, California. Um, 28. So I'm the youngest at Tomas Rivera Middle School. I like to, you know, I think Miss Aguilar, if she's hearing this, I'm like a couple months older than her. Mm. Um, just like to hang that over my coworkers' <laughs> heads. I'm like 1993, class of 2011. <laughs> oh, I can't even believe those <laughs> years. <laughs> Let, um, let me roll my eyes. Let me say that we're rolling eyes. I can hear you. <laughs> uh, no. I, there, there was a time. This one right here was a baby of the, of the of the school site. I so. thought it, 1982 hey. was a baby. <laughs> no, not no mo. <laughs> so we yeah. got the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s in the house hey, <laughs> <You know. laughs> representing. And it's yeah. So <laughs> and it's gonna happen. There's gonna be like a 21 year old teacher. Oh yeah. It's like yeah, I was born in. 2009 i'm like what? <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> i remember when i was the baby of the school site <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and so that's just that's just me uh again you know my parents both immigrants from mexico um was raised in la for a little bit i'm the middle child so i know maybe i have some type of like insecurity i definitely do yeah i'm, just, I'm not even kidding <laughs> i have an older brother and a younger brother um and uh, yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. I don't have a middle name. Okay, <laughs> no. I like to throw that in there. Aries, March twenty second. Hey, <laughs> it's so funny that you say about the middle child because there is something. There's some research out there about the middle child, and I had to learn it myself um, when I had my middle child. And somebody actually brought it up, and they actually noticed she's your middle child, right? And I was like. Yes. And this person was able to tell just by the way she was acting, which was very eye opening for me. But there is something to be said about that (laughs) middle child. Um, And there is research out there. But um, Eric, I want to um, share with you that my impression about you the first 
interactions that we had was that you must have had a wonderful post-grad and maybe post-high school education. And so if you can share with us a little bit about where you went to school or your um, college and and post-grad. Sure. I feel like I've been in college for 20 years. I should be a doctor, (laughs) but I went to middle college. So um, it's a wonderful program in Real Valley um, Unified School District. I think Valverde with Rancho has it as well. Um, And now that I think about it, even my student teaching was at a, um, I think it's called early college high school out in Nuevo. But uh, for two years, I was at Rio Valley Community College, even one year in Riverside Community College. Um, I learned a ton there. So I love community colleges. Uh, UCR, uh, English major. Uh, I was part of the English Majors Association. <laughs> yeah, I designed the T-shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, I loved, I loved UCR. A lot of people say UCR. That's you know, it's a l- small school. It's not fancy like UCLA. I love it. Yeah. Mm. And um, my grad, uh, grad school. I got my master's at USC because um, I always wanted to be a Trojan and I always wanted, I wanted to feel what it's like to be a private school. Mm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, pay all that money. And pay all that money. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, definitely go Trojans fight on. <laughs> you should have just bought us a car and that's what it would have held. Just honestly, pay money. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's, it, <laughs> I get to have the cool thing on my license plate. This is alum. It says alumni, but it should be alumna. Anyway. Mm. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. This English major over here. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> You're I, like, I, Let me correct all these people who have done it wrong all these years. Uh, but but yeah, I, I've, I've always loved school. I've always loved college. Um, yeah. And then I always tell my students that uh, I received my first F in college. Uh, it was in statistics. And that's how I knew maybe business major is not you know, the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I switched majors to English. Um, but I've always, um, I've always found a love with um, books and learning and school. And just, I don't know, you guys ever get satisf- like the satisfaction of buying like office supplies. Oh, <laughs> all the time. Yes. Like when when I like you know the, the perks of being like you know people who are who are like lawyers and doctors they get like box office tickets to Lakers games and we get highlighters and like paper <laughs> clips and things like that. So you know who's the real winner? Um, but yeah, I've always loved that stuff and college definitely has solidified that you know love of um, school. Mm-hmm. Well, and you have such a strong uh, voice in social justice topics, too. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I'm going to just remind us here, um, we were doing a little training on uh, the brain-friendly teaching strategies. And then I was talking about some kind of like, hey, let's remind our students that, the, you know, the diet is very important for our, our um, like our, um, what was it? It was... It was some kind of like cycle of uh, where they get energy, our energy cycle. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it, the, the training was on the energy cycle and how diet and water actually makes a huge difference on what, based on what we eat, right? So if we're eating hot Cheetos and donuts <laughs> and all that, do you remember what it is? <sighs> And then <laughs> you were you unmuted yourself because we were barely playing with Zoom mm. before pandemic, Zoom, yeah. and yeah, and so you were like, um, "I have a question. Uh, what am I going to say to those students who feel like that is, you know, like that's what their parents are providing, mm. and how who are we to tell our students, you know, what is appropriate diet and what's not appropriate diet." And so I, I really appreciate it. Like you really made me think and step back and say like, wow, that is so true. Like we are coming in, we're pretending to come in and say, you're not doing it right. But what if their parents are endorsing mm-hmm. this and who are we to say that it's the right thing or the wrong thing? Yeah. And so that didn't mean that we didn't 
Mm -hmm. say it. It just the approach. And you brought that up to my attention, and I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I, you know, I I know. Now that I hear it, I'm like, look at this guy being, you know, (laughs) no, it was unmuting. This newbie. Yeah, it was excellent, and. I appreciated the moment. Thank you. Thank a lot. you. I, I think it was, I was talking from, you know, personal experience. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm a former, former chubby kid. <laughs> mm. So I always feel um, I'm like, okay, how do I, how do I be honest with this subject? Because, you know, when you're an ELA teacher, uh, you're always giving articles like food health and, and you know, um, having a healthy diet and that sort of thing. But I remember being, you know, in middle school, being a little overweight, you know, it's not my fault. I'm, Mexican, you know, <laughs> so, um, you know, hearing that and just, you know, like, how can I approach this and, and be honest with my students and saying like, hey, just because you're overweight or just because you feel overweight, you know, doesn't mean that you're unhealthy. Um, also, just in our neighborhood, um, uh, I, I had this uh, when I was getting my clad, um, we had to do a homework assignment where we walked around our neighborhood uh, our school neighborhood. Uh, and it's funny because it's all like students all over California and some kids, some, you know, teachers who are also getting their credential, they're walking around Malibu or Irvine mm. you know, that take pictures and it looks so beautiful and cute. And then <laughs> I had to upload my pictures and it's, you know, we're in Paris, it's, it's rural. Right. And um, I was thinking uh, the only grocery store that I can think of around here is the red store. Uh, and you mentioned that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's, that's uh, if you, you know, it's a liquor store, essentially. It's mm-hmm. an, it's a liquor store. And so my students constantly, let's go to the red store. Let's go to the red store. Um, they don't have, you know, organic carrots and bok choy. It's not mm-hmm. a Trader Joe's, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, hearing things like that. So, I mean, um, it, it, I guess, you know, if we're, you know, I'm from the Inland Empire, so I know how it is. Um, but maybe, you know, st- teachers who have a different upbringing, probably, we need to realize that, hey, not everyone yes. has, you know, those grocery stores or that health conscious kind of thing no and it was also the awareness that you brought to our attention that not like the way we approach that we say it to our students Mm -hmm. matters that it doesn't mean that we don't want to bring this topic to our students attention but we really need to be careful in saying who's that it's wrong or right we just like hey this is one way that you can avoid um the fatigue cycle is what it was Mm -hmm. Um, but no, so thank you. That that was great, great introduction to um, the wonderful person that you are. And so the rest of our conversation, we're going to focus on just your or your origin as a teacher. How did you come about in this journey of teaching? Yeah. And so the first thing we'll ask you is, who was your favorite teacher growing up? And so we think this question is kind of where we want to start to see where this bubbled up of you wanting to be a wonderful teacher. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, the two that always just you know, pop into my mind are uh, my kindergarten teacher, uh, who's named Mr. Black. Um, just this wonderful, I mean, he could have been, I don't know, like a, like a pastor. He was so nice and kind. He brought in his guitar um, and it would play like these. He actually, this is okay, kind of old school. I don't even know if my... Uh, <laughs> he he recorded himself on like an actual cassette, and he would sing this alphabet song, you know, like A A for you know, like um, it was like Andy Antelope, like, and it was an animal thing, and I just still remember it because um, he I remember the U, it was like U U for umbrella bird, which I don't even know what an umbrella bird looks like, <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's a real animal. But then he would say like ukulele, and they just like say a bunch of you know words that start with U, and one of them he would be like 
and underwear. Like he would whisper it, and it, it was the fun, I was like a five year old kid hearing a grown man saying underwear. It was the funniest thing in the world. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> so like yeah, just Mr. Black uh, again having a male kindergarten teacher was uh, was awesome. I, I loved it. And then um, the other teacher that you know I still have um, contact with. I even wrote my letter of rec to uh, become a teacher. Uh, was Mr. Robinson, my sixth grade science and math teacher at a Vista Heights uh, mm-hmm. in Reno Valley, California. Um, yeah, and he he was again like this really. Re- I just remember, um, you know, sixth sixth grade. I'm just this short kid, and he's this towering like giant of a man. And he was, you know, the first you know black teacher that I've ever had too. So that was always awesome, just kind of knowing that you know, hey, I'm I have new teachers. I have like it's not just the same cookie cutter teacher every year. Um, so he, he's just, he was always kind and just really down to earth, which I was always used to teachers just being, do this, do that, you know, mm-hmm. very, you know, um, strict, uh, I was always in gate. So yeah, my teachers were a little bit more intense and mm-hmm. he kind of dialed it back and showed me how to be a, um, human a, being. A, yeah, a human <laughs> being, a, a, an adolescent. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, I loved it. And, you know, Mr. Robinson's always been there for me even when I was in high school I would go back to middle school and like ask him for math and science questions uh he's always willing to answer that's awesome well I know that um you have mentioned too that when your teacher before before you started going to school was your mom and mm-hmm. all and also your dad and so if you can just share a little bit about I just it's so beautiful that you see <laughs> your mom and your dad as your teachers and not everybody sees it that way but it truly is the, yeah. those are our teachers you know our first teachers the parents who raise us the people who raise us mm-hmm. yeah definitely um yeah my it was my mom's birthday Wednesday so we were just talking about you know my you know me and my mom and uh, I was always super close with my mom. Um, definitely a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, middle child. Like <laughs> so, yeah. I always hung out with my mom. Um, she would take me to the library. Um, now that I think about it, I, it's probably just because she wanted me to quiet. She wanted me to be quiet. Ah, the and, tricks of the trick. Yeah, and it's also free. <laughs> so <laughs> you know why not? And it's air conditioned. So yeah, I, I want to hang out in a library now. <laughs> but yeah, she would remind me that I would, as a kid, like two, three years old, I would just run in just push out all the books and you know run away from her and so she couldn't tell me like eric you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah she, she was the one that taught me how to read i was think i was reading like at three years old um that's awesome yeah before i went to kinder and i loved that's what another reason why i love mr black was because i already knew how to read so i would finish my worksheets really quickly or read my book and then i would run to like the toy section and you know other, other kids are like why is eric playing and, like, <laughs> and then mr black was like well he did his work you know he, he knows how to do it he can so, teach this class. Yeah. So we're going to give him a break. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, I owe it all to my mom. Um, and even today, she, you know, she's my mom. So she's like, you know, do this, do that. She, even today, she's still teaching me how to do things. And she's like, yeah, like, iron your clothes this way. And I'm like, okay, mom. I, you know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, my mom was, was the one that was teaching me the language, the, the reading, the writing. Um, one thing she didn't teach me was Spanish. Um, oh yeah mm, <laughs> i can identify with that let me just tell you my mom rocio yeah mm. <laughs> didn't teach me spanish and my dad mauro didn't also didn't mm. teach me spanish <laughs> he taught me math so <laughs> i guess that was a trade-off um but yeah it was i guess it's a it's a thing where they my, my older brother he's six years older than me his first language was spanish so they taught him and then they realized that 
you know, it's easier to say spoon than cuchara. You know? mm-hmm. So, they, like, I guess I, I learned like all like the, like you know, basura and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know how to like. So I learned Spanish on my own, but yeah, um, definitely how to read, how to write. And my dad was teaching me, you know, the math, the the tricks of the trade. Um, and one thing that still haunts me, uh, there's two things. I guess a lot of things have haunted me in school. But one <laughs> thing that's haunted me now that we're talking about math is uh, uh, back in the day, I don't know if they still do it, uh, with the mad minutes. Oh, they Some, were doing yeah. it. Yeah. I yeah. Mm-hmm. Up until my my kids who are like teenagers now, yeah. they that's Anya was just talking about that. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, Sean too. I <laughs> ever since just my own son's experience, I was like, Okay, I need to not do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like yes. I would like cry to my dad, like, give me the tens and the one multiplication tables. <laughs> like and I remember he would write it out, you know, and my dad's really like He's a he's a man. My dad's a man. <laughs> I look up to him like he's very manly. So he wouldn't even use a regular pencil. It'd be like one of those carpenter pencils that were like flat, you know. Mm. And he would write out his own mad minute practices for me because I would fail them. And then he would always give me the eights, like eight <laughs> times three, eight times seven, eight times six. And even to this day, I'm still unsure. I'm like, oh, I look at my calculator. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, you know, having having parents that are a little bit more, they were definitely they were never you know angry well sometimes they acted like it you know but they were definitely strict and it's because they knew that an education was the only way you know to really you know succeed and i'm super duper grateful just because they my parents didn't even graduate high school uh, i don't think my mom yeah my dad was the eldest my mom was the eldest so they were expected to work and yeah. you know take care of the other like my 13 aunts and i don't know how many mm-hmm. uncles i have but you know yeah <laughs> and and so they knew that you had to go to college there was it was not an option yeah mm-hmm. No, that's that's so interesting, but it's the case with so many, and it's just so proud that we are, for the most part, a lot of us are the first generation that actually decided, and I say decided because sometimes we do have the resources, but we decide not to, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit of our choice and a little bit of just the right resources and, and, and the right upbringing too, right? Um, so, so Spanish. So do you speak, you speak, you said you taught yourself Spanish? Yes. In high school and um, just, you know, community college. uh, I I mean, I guess I was in the right environment because of course I would, you know, go to hang out with my grandma and my family. So Spanish was always around me, Mm -hmm. but even my grandma would speak Spanish to me and I would respond back in English just because she would, you know, understood English. But yeah, I I was in the right environment. So it was easy for me to pick up. Mm -hmm. But even to this day, I'm like, oh, I don't. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's kind of yeah. yeah like I, I wouldn't say I'm fluent I'm definitely conversationalist mm-hmm. you know um and I can I can you know call and say hey su hijo you know like is, is being bad <laughs> you know stuff like that uh, <laughs> muy mal <laughs> muy mal buen <laughs> trabajo you know stuff like that um even like my students have commented like your Spanish sounds weird um it's because in high school my Spanish teacher was from Spain mm. um so you know he didn't really enforce like the Castilian like you know, este noche, like the, nothing like that, you know, <laughs> but you know, the, the J's, he was really strict on J's like jalapeno. That's you know? so funny that you say that because I, when I was in college, I, I didn't take uh, Spanish in high school, same story. Parents didn't teach me, mm-hmm. but when I got to college, I took Spanish, a Spanish B. I had such a hard time because mm-hmm. it was, 
you know, it's not the Spanish that I grew yeah. up hearing. <laughs> exactly. And so um, I had English only students that were getting great grades. And I'm over here, like, I'm just trying to get a C <laughs> at this point. I'm like, this is not what I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, I thank you for clarifying because I'm over here thinking, okay, yeah, no, he's bilingual. And then you just said, well, and they didn't teach me. And then, so thank you for clarifying. So you are yo, a yo, bilingual. And that's a beautiful puedo thing. Puedo hablar en español. Entiendo el español completamente, pero necesito como traducirlo en mi mente, and then I can, you know, you know, I can translate in my head, and like it takes me a little bit to have to talk kind of slow. Love it. Love I can it, understand it 100. And, and that's the best kind of Spanish that I understand. <laughs> so we would do well together. <laughs> exactly. You will have a full-on conversation. Yes. I can. Yeah, fifth grade in Spanish. That's like my my jam right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, spot. and this is a beautiful moment to share that so many of us are in this space. So many of our students. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an asset and that's that's just what it comes down to you know it's not a detriment it's not going to be one of those things where like oh what are you taking away from the English language but you actually can communicate in both ways and you trans language you yeah. just utilize the language as you can mm-hmm. and 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 we all just do our best to understand each other and so it's so good that you were proudly saying yes yeah, yeah. i speak it yes i can talk to parents yes i can talk to students mm-hmm. and, and i think my students don't realize that being bilingual is amazing it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's insane you you open up so many uh, you know how many countries speak spanish you know mm-hmm. um like i'm pretty sure you would all be impressed if i my, my same level of spanish i spoke in korean right mm-hmm. like so yes. like uh or, or japanese or russian or, or whatever um just because it's spanish it's like oh okay yeah my grandma speaks spanish you know mm-hmm. no it's a different language so mm-hmm. yeah no that's that's great so let's go back to your teachers and just think about one life lesson that one of your teachers, mm-hmm. including if you'd like your your parents as being your um, primary teachers, um, what is one lesson that you have learned? Yeah, I learned a lot of things not to do from my parents <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> teaching. Yeah, but um, yeah, ninth grade, Mr. Drake, um, he's a he was a veteran. He was like a pretty strict guy, but. Um, Heart of gold kind of thing. He used mm. to he used mm. to keep pencils in an ammo box, like from his army days. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> he's that kind of guy, or like, yeah, like really what? red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he uh, one day um, I uh, I got la- I guess I got lazy or <laughs> procrastinated. Um, sometimes I get too cocky, and then you don't do your work. But I plagiarized a paper, and I did it pretty, you know, like haphazardly. I just took my friend, basically erased the name, put my name. Instantly, he caught it. You know. Um, this is AP, you know, ninth grade English, so it's pretty easy to catch stuff like that. And then wait, it was another student's. Oh yeah, yeah, it was. It was like a different period. <laughs> so like, I, I was like, hey man, like Eric, teachers are dumb. Teacher, <laughs> yeah, come yeah. on, dude. <laughs> teachers are dumb. They'll never know. <laughs> and so when I catch my students, I just kind of like, huh, yeah. But it, it, exactly. So he instantly caught it, pulled me aside, and kind of rolled up the paper, and he like tapped me on the head, and like, I, like instantly he like I knew it, he knew. Um, and he said, like, why did you, why did you plagiarize? And, it, you know, he could have been like, this is wrong. I'm going to say, I'm going to write you up. You know, here's a zero, you know, have a good day. But he, he made me come to terms with like, why did I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and typical you know, teenage answer. I, I, I don't know, or, mm, you know, it's not a big deal or whatever. You know, I could, I could have been like that, but I, I simply just said, you know, well, he, he made me say, like, I ran out of time or I procrastinated. I don't remember. But it was something like that where I admitted that it was my responsibility. And <clears throat> he he said, like, well, you know, that's not right. Let's let's kind of 
I know you're better than that. I know you can write because obviously you're in this class. Uh, I'm going to still give you that zero, you know, to be fair. Like, I'm not going to just like have you turn in another paper. I'm still giving you that zero, but next paper really go for it, mm -hmm. you know? And, and that really inspired me that next paper. I was like, I got to do this for Mr. Drake. You know, I got to do this. Mm -hmm. I got to redeem myself. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like I was really proud of the next paper that I turned in and yeah, he gave me a thumbs up and I, I knew it. So having that, um, that, that experience where, Hey, you know, you don't have to punish a kid without knowing mm -hmm. the explanation of what's going on. That's something that I just, that piece of advice or that, that life lesson he taught me, you know, a teacher taught me something, Can you mm -hmm. believe it, you know, mm -hmm. and usually the things that you remember the most are things that are not educational. Yeah, it, it's the life lesson. You. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. And well, thank you so much for your courage to share this story. It's not easy to put ourselves out there and, and share these um, moments of possibly embarrassment, right? But you're sharing it in the context that it was a life lesson and it was such a positive impact in you and it could have turned into something so terrible for you, you know, just full of shame and your teacher just helped you see past that. And not only that, but you are also doing that for your students and mm -hmm. talk about the impact, full circle impact yeah, yeah. of the things that we do. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like, vital during distance learning um because I, I i knew that my students weren't lazy i knew they weren't you know uh, avoiding work there's so many other reasons mm -hmm. going on with our students um i know i'm preaching to the choir but you know students need that that sense if we want to have our students be responsible we need to give them the opportunity to be responsible and own up to things or to explain themselves hey i don't have wi-fi or my as there's some teachers now, my brother, he's in high school, but they still expect him to print things out. And I'm like, who has a printer now? You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I print things out for him. Um, but yeah, just have, giving that students the opportunity to, to, to be humans, to take responsibility, to be members of society. Mm -hmm. And conserve their dignity. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the message I'm hearing from you here, here too. And that's as a parent too, that's something I'm working on. And my kids remind me of this all the time. Mom, can I, just tell you what happened you know because sometimes we just get onto this no but you should not do this and you should do that and we don't even take the moment to slow down and it's that amygdala that takes over right mm -hmm. and it's we're not even reasoning with ourselves or with anyone and we just start you know just fighting or or flight right just leaving the room and we're not allowing people to explain themselves and keep their dignity in the process mm -hmm. And so what you're sharing is, hey, you know what? Let's give our students that space to share. And even if it's a terrible thing, like your teacher, they saw, oh, my goodness, this person just literally changed their name. It's obvious. Mm -hmm. They plagiarized. I'm just going to bust him right now. Yeah. And he decided to, again, uh, give you your dignity and give you another chance. And, and you were able to explain yourself to him. Mm -hmm. So that's powerful. It's so hard. A lot of times teachers, you know, giving the power up and empowering mm. their students in mm. situations mm. like that. So I love that that experience, you take it into your classroom and you can share this with your students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I bet you too, just staying in this phase, like how many times are you thinking like that's your perception and expectation of what you're going to hear and then the story, the kids come with like a completely different explanation oh, yeah. or story. And you're like, wow, I did not realize that was happening or, mm -hmm. you know, or that, or man, you didn't sleep all night long, yeah. right? Th things like that, that we have no clue about. 
our students yeah. and the reasons why they're acting a certain way or saying certain things. Yeah. Um, so let's maybe we've already talked a little bit about the qualities that you um, appreciate from teachers, but maybe with this story that we just finished talking about or any other, what are the qualities that you um, embrace from teachers or any adults that surround you? Uh, another teacher uh, that sort of pops into my head just now um, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I'm I'm pretty uh, extroverted. <laughs> uh, but I was really? in. <laughs> We're starting to learn yeah, that. Yeah. I was in drama, believe it or not, in oh. sixth grade. Yeah, so drama class. Uh, it was funny. Um, I'm an avid Excel teacher, but in, in eighth grade, they put me in avid, and I was like, "There's a drama class, though." <laughs> so, and I was like, "I, I got to get out of avid. I need drama." So, um, my my drama teacher was Mrs. Rodriguez. Uh, this amazing teacher. She was actually, I've seen pictures she showed us when we were in school. She was the Snow White in Disneyland. In Anaheim. Oh, wow. So you, if you can picture Snow White, that's what mm -hmm. she looked like. Wow. <laughs> uh, but super, she played the piano. She could sing. She could dance. She could do it all. Um, and so she, I mean, I came and since I had to transfer from Avid into drama, I was uh, about three weeks late into the school year. But they finally made that change. And she instantly kind of gave me some improv practice. So I was with my, you know, other students and instantly she saw like hey this kid can it's pretty pretty you know sharp um mm -hmm. uh, she basically gave like anything that i asked for any like time that i needed if i needed to work on the script or if i needed you know time for homework she gave it to me she really encouraged me to keep going and keep going uh, because of her during history well history day you can most people think it's like the the, the science board kind of project you know that sort of thing um, but since I was in drama, I had the opportunity or the chance to do a performance. And that year it was Triumph and Tragedy. That was the, the theme of the um, History Day. So I did it on like the California missions because that was something I knew about. Um, and I went to, I beat district in Reno Valley, you know, Reno Valley Unified School District. I think I went to county. So I had to do this one man, 10 minute performance monologue about the oh, wow. yeah, California mission. courageous. <laughs> so, but it was, I was like, I remember talking to Mrs. Rodriguez and she's like, you can do it. You can do it. Here's some like supplies here, like the things she would sit down with me after school, we would help. And so, um, you know, the quality that, that I saw from her and that I want to, you know, encapsulate is like, honing in on students' individual characteristics or abilities and mm. just really, like, letting them shine. Um, I have a couple students who, you know, God bless them, you know, that their their writing skills just need a little bit more. But <laughs> when it comes to presenting, oh, they're on it, you know, and um, I feel like I'm like that. So any chance I can give, like, let's do a collaboration, let's get up, let's, you know, volunteer, you know, I, I try to push them to, towards that. So, um, and I wish I could do more, um, and I'm still, I'm still learning, you know, mm -hmm. uh, but that's one quality, just, you know, seeing potential seeing quality um and because every kid has some type of star power they just don't know especially in middle school they're still like they don't even know their personality mm -hmm. so helping them you know develop that i feel like that's cool and and sometimes they don't students don't recognize their own talents and qualities and skills and so sometimes they think they need to adopt somebody else's mm -hmm. and so what you're saying is super cool because it's just about recognizing and uplifting those mm -hmm. talents, those uh, skills that students may have. And um, I love what you're saying. Like I have a couple of students that their written language is not great yet, right? Mm -hmm. But 
they can sure speak oh, and yeah. you know present and be on stage and so that's what i imagine you leverage from mm -hmm. from those kiddos um and from any other and any other students that's super cool to to know that that's that's a quality that you see and i wouldn't think you know we were just talking to about you know just the the the, the typical qualities like uh, honesty and you know, things like that that are very, very important, but that's a very specific quality that a teacher specifically, right, mm -hmm. could really, really take to heart. And so now let's go into your story. So you've shared a lot of wonderful examples of, of things, just positive experiences that you've had in the educational system. And so what was that moment um, where you decided, like, I definitely want to become a teacher? Yeah, um, I wish, and if I can go back in time and like shake myself, you know, um, in high school, like be, become a teacher, like go full on teacher. Um, I always had that in the back burner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you ask a, a kid, typical kid, middle school kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? Uh, you know, doctor, firefighter, vet. Vet comes up all the time. Like we don't need that many vets, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, vet comes up all the time. And I, I felt that um, I always liked uh, talking and just kind of cracking jokes and that was my thing so when I was in school I always wanted to be some type of writer some type of talker you know we live so close to LA that I was like you know I could totally just like drive to LA and do auditions and you know find a business job and even in high school um I was a business major for a long long time I wanted to do advertising and marketing uh copywriting because I knew I was good at writing um but I I, I like I said, my first F was in college. I got statistics. And I was like, do I really need statistics if I want to sell people things? But I guess I do. It makes sense. <laughs> uh, but but really what kicked in was um, I, I started talking to Mr. Robinson again. Um, I was in a, I was pretty much a year almost done with school and UCR. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? Um, I tried internships. I tried other jobs. And I just, nothing really stuck. I just didn't, I didn't feel... We look at the glamorous side of all the jobs, but we don't realize the other stuff that goes into applying and getting it and, like, the the, the groundwork you have to do. So um, I, I was talking, I was looking at teachers and adults and people that really inspire me in my life, and Mr. Robinson was one of them. So I was, like, teaching, yeah, that's fun. And my, my older brother, you know, he taught, he worked at schools. He was sort of a, an aide, uh, my older brother and so i could do that and that sounds fun and i like school and so uh, eventually it, it it was just this weird like natural organic way and i'm really glad, grateful that it came like that and i didn't always just want to be a teacher i wasn't really put, my parents weren't teachers or anything like that were you know professional teachers mm -hmm. um and i'm glad that it happened more organically because i was at a time where i knew myself i was confident in myself and i knew what i was about so i could you know help you know little little humans mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it came out really naturally, organically from out of college. And I'll be honest with you, when you're an English major or any social studies or social science, humanities type uh, major, it's kind of lame. It's kind of lame to, be, to admit you want to be a teacher. Not, it's, it's kind of a stigma. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, I remember just, again, I was in the English Majors Association at UCR, and no one said they wanted to be a teacher, or at least <laughs> a public school teacher. I mean, professor, yeah, for sure. Um, but it, like, you want to teach, you know, commas mm -hmm. and semicolons at middle school? 
you know, it was very uncool. You know, wow. you, you had to be like a. That's news to us. Yeah. The foundation <laughs> mm-hmm. where it all begins. Yeah. Like wow. no, no one wants to admit, you know. Um, we thought we were cool all along, <laughs> Eric. You're just bursting no, our bubble. Let's not forget who started those teachers off, those major, uh, English majors off. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, class of 2014, go Highlanders, UCR. It's just, it's not, it, it's just not considered cool. Mm. Um. But eventually you realize that, you know, what's what's cooler than teaching, you know, generations? What's what's cooler than, you know, a free education program? Teaching kids how to read. That, that's awesome. It, it's fun. And if someone's, like, listening and they want to be a teacher, be a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more teachers. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I look back and I, I don't see myself doing anything. I worked at a, this is a side note, I worked as a, a page for an attorney, um, which is basically a glorified secretary. Uh, I hated it. It was really? the worst. And again, English major, I'll be a, a lawyer. I could do that. I like, you know, reading. It's not fun at all. <laughs> so if you want to be a lawyer, go for it. But it, it's <laughs> it's a lot of talking on the phone. I was, she was a DUI attorney. So I had to talk to some people who had DUIs. And it was just a lot of paperwork. And I couldn't see myself ever doing that. Um, instead, like, I have some days where I'm, like, coloring and, like, talking to kids about, you know, what their weekend was. And yeah, developing those relationships. I, I like that a lot. Oh, and you're so good at it. You're phenomenal at de- um, <laughs> developing those and building those relationships with the kiddos. So now that our bubble has been <laughs> blown out of... Pur- no, I'm kidding. Don't include this girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more, where are you going with this, girlfriend? <laughs> I'm like, now that I don't feel cool. It's no, really cool. <laughs> no, but but there's something to be said about, especially male. And so I wonder if mm. that's that you feel any kind of perspective on you being a male teacher and, and going there. Because what I have heard... Um, is that especially men of color are there's this stigma about becoming a teacher and so share with us a little uh, bit about that know, now that you mention it I, I that's something that i just never really thought of but it makes sense that that there i don't i didn't see any other you know men especially at college like yeah i'm gonna be a teacher um none of my i mean well most of the english majors at, at ucr were, were women anyway Mm-hmm. So even there, like, I felt like, okay, I'm like the guy here, you know, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. And, um, being a, a teacher is a, is a, is a female profession, you know, it's, it's, and that's not, that's something to be proud of, you know? Um, and, and I like, I, I'm grateful to be in this, this is uh, career, but I, now that I think about that, it, it's a little bit mind blowing. Yeah. Maybe I gravitated towards being a teacher because I, I, you know, I didn't, well, I had three, four male teachers, but out of an entire, you know, educational program, you know, kindergarten through 12th grade, it it would make sense that I want to be that representation for my students. Um, yeah, uh, I, I didn't, I never thought of myself as like being, well, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a definitely, I'm a feminist. I'm like a hardcore <laughs> feminist <laughs> leftist kind of, you know, so that's never really popped. I'm like, oh, this is a girl job, you know, <laughs> nothing like that. But um, I can see myself maybe thinking like, hey, you know, I have um, qualities that, that I can share with my students. And um, I'm really grateful and proud that I could could do that, especially being, you know, you know, a son of an immigrant, you know, someone that, that a lot of kids, that, I remember one time um, I wore it was one of those days. So I just wore a, like a gray sweatshirt 
And I was wearing my jeans and boots. It was like a like you know, Monday. I was really tired. <laughs> One of my students, you look like my Theo, because <laughs> <laughs> I like my beard wasn't shaved or anything like that. So, and that made me kind of feel good. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, like this kid sees like you know I could be his family, his yeah. uncle. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's great. Well, what I was thinking is you're we're talking about some English majors that you interacted with in college, and you're seeing like nobody wants to be a teacher, and so mm-hmm. I wondered about the demographics too because I think society as a whole we we accept women females more as in the teacher role because it's a caring role and so when you are sharing that that's the first thing because there is research about um not so many male teachers feeling comfortable even admitting i mean there's even Mm -hmm. this whole initiative about just getting the in high schools males in high schools who want to become a teacher to start getting comfortable with that thought because it's not a comfortable thought for for some Mm -hmm. you know and so that's where i i wondered if that was your experience and that was the um the demographics that you were seeing i mean again i none of my male friends are teachers i don't really have like in my personal social circle no you know but i have like five you know friends or girls that are Mm -hmm. teachers Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah i had never no one no male in my family no like my dad has worked the same job for like 33 years, real hard labor kind of job. Um, so, yeah, uh, it <laughs> there was no one in my life that was a te- like, well, at least a male teacher or that male kind of thing, except for the, my actual teachers. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But but yeah, it, it was that it was never like I never felt ashamed to be a teacher. It was more of the sense that um, Maybe maybe subconsciously, I just thought it was a woman's job. I shouldn't, you know, it's not, it's uncool. It's not cool. It's for you know older people. It's for you know, I'm again twenty one, senior in college. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I just I always thought like I want something more glamorous. I, I guess I want to be more manly, and so I need a better like advertising job, Mad Men kind of thing, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, and it would be awesome to kind of get kids, you know, young. Like I mean, every every student, you know. That's something that I've always wondered about. Um, we have this public education. It's so awesome. And I remember in high school, there was a a, a medical sort of like club for, for students who wanted to be doctors or nurses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was even a business club and there was even um, I was part of the art club. So that was kind of cool. Um, but there was no educational club. Yes. Wouldn't it be so powerful yes. if we yes. can like train like intern kids? Like this yes. is what a lesson plan looks like. Mm-hmm. Kids think that it's just like we go in there and make it up as we go. Um, they don't know it's a professional job. And Even in high school. Yeah. I, I think that's where we need to start really tapping into the students' talents and 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 passions because I there may be well, you don't know, right? But there may be so many students that internally they want that, but that's not what they see in society. You know, and so then they just want to pursue other things until, like you, you found like you, your journey just kind of led you organically to mm-hmm. no, you you can do great things as an educator, and this is where you're at. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, there's ROTC, there's the mm-hmm. firefighter explorer program, there's the police explorer program. Why not, you know, teacher program? Mm-hmm. I think I know where it can start, Eric. <laughs> no, yes. I got too many responses. <laughs> <laughs> one Darn. of these years, right, one more, one more. Let's do it. Yeah. One of these years, uh, that that there is something to be said, and I'm just going to share my son too. He um, he's finishing college as well, and he has gone through so much just so many ideas of what he wants to do Mm -hmm. and he started admitting 
barely admitting to himself that he would be okay teaching like probably two or three years within two or three years after high school well that's about where we're at and um and there's a lot of hesitation eric and the hesitation i am willing to bet is just that that he feels like oh a teacher he wants to be a screen uh writer as well he wants to do so many other quote unquote cool things, cool things yeah. and he said it before you know i want to do this and then if that doesn't work out i want to do this and if it all fails and then i'm thinking no 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 if you first this is like like your your this should be your passion you know if you want to do it whatever you want to do you need to stay with your like your top passion that can be your like third fourth And so little by little, he's starting to feel like, no, 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 this is really what I want to do. But it it's accepting, you know, that that's, yeah. that's okay. You're okay with that. And Sean, my son, Sean, same, same situation. But I think what it is, is that education, being a teacher is, is a very safe career. I mean, mm -hmm. like you were just saying, we need more teachers, but they are, so they always know that they have that. That's mm -hmm. a security blanket, mm -hmm. really. But it's a little riskier and harder to get into these areas, uh, creative areas, screenplay writing, directing, you know, music videos, this and that. Mm -hmm. And they, I think in the back of their minds, know it's not that secure, um, but it's definitely mm -hmm. a passion and that they want to try to make money off of it, of course, doing something that they love. So that's kind of the direction they want to go in. But if all else fails, it's not that they don't, want to teach but it's secure it's always there you yeah know? they know that that's and then you mentioned something eric about the glamorous part of things and so oh yeah these creative jobs are right. glamorous mm -hmm. and and you have to work hard towards that and then so that just reminds me of just whenever we do this club eric <laughs> <laughs> nudge, nudge. Uh, Academy. Yeah. Academy. Whatever cool name um, we can identify, but uh, really just helping uh, these kiddos understand that no, this is a cool thing. Like, yeah. this is this, like how we were saying about bilingualism. It's the same thing at, at, about, you know, holding a teaching position. It is a privilege. And there is so much impact you can make, and you're touching so many lives. And it's just a, a beautiful, rewarding job. Yeah. You know? And I can see maybe from this perspective, of, um, you know, again, I'm fortunate to have a lot of men teacher in my life. Yes. So I've always wanted to be like Mr. Strat. Mr. Strat was really cool. He's my fourth grade teacher. He, he's like a professional gambler in Costa Rica now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the kind of guy that he, he was, even as like, even... Interesting you know, characters. Exactly. Uh, but he, um, you know, I was very fortunate, so I've always wanted to be like Mr. Strouch. I wanted to be like Mr. Robinson. I wanted to be funny like Mr. Black. Um, but like if my mom was a teacher, I don't want to be like my mom, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, you know, uh, again, like that, if we have more male teachers, if we have more, you know, even like... Um, people who are, you know, non-binary or, you know, people of color, the, yeah. there's there's more than just, you know, a cookie cutter, you know, exactly. Mrs. Johnson, you know, mm -hmm. uh, no, no, no shade to Mrs. Johnson's out there. <laughs> But, you know, um, yeah, so, so uh, that's, that's another thing that I wanted to mention is I, I try to keep my classroom, uh, it's an extension of my, I mean, we're all, you know, teachers, we, we experience, like our classroom, I, I live in my classroom way more than my bedroom, you know, mm -hmm. so I try to keep it cool try to keep it interesting so i have kids who are not even my students come in they're like wow like what do you teach like what do you do mm -hmm. 
Um, and it's because I, I want to show like, hey, it's teaching is cool. School mm-hmm. could be fun. You know, it's it's expression of yourself. And those glamorous jobs are expressions, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing mm-hmm. with teaching. Like, That's it, true. It's awesome. Um, I, I love teaching every single day. Uh, it, it's fun. I mean, I guess I like attention too. A lot of people don't realize this. Like it's, <laughs> you have a, you're doing a performance, yep. like six performances, oh, yeah. five minute breaks. Mm-hmm. You have like, even people in Vegas have like a, at least an hour break between shows, you know? Um, so <laughs> I, I love it. Um, it, it's, it's great. It, it, teaching is glamorous. I'm gonna say that right now. It, it's, you gotta be a diva. <laughs> Look at us. I mean, being glamorous. <laughs> just walking in your classroom the other day, and as soon as I walk, open the door, and you're, you had that music playing, that just mm-hmm. cool vibe, like bassy music going on. I was like, yeah, yes. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm catching a vibe in here. Like, I can totally, yeah. con- and the kids were totally concentrating. Um, it was low enough. You can have discussion. Um, definitely a folk, like, it helped them focus, and so sometimes you walk into classrooms and you see the kids hiding the, yeah. the, the AirPods, AirPods yeah. or mm-hmm. you know the wired ones, <laughs> and in between their shirt and all that. And it's like it's not needed. Like, what's, what's wrong with mm-hmm. having music? I mean, it's a cool thing. Kids yeah. definitely relate to it, and so they listen to music while they're working at home. Why not do it in yeah you know, during 100%. the day? Yeah, exactly. You're real. You're real. <laughs> Um, so what I, we talked about so many awesome things that we want to do for our students, but if there was one thing, one difference that you want to make in your uh, students' futures, what would that be, Eric? Uh, I really want my students to realize that you, you should have a sense of confidence in yourself. Um, you know, I, I, I remember getting papers back, you know, as a student myself, just like A plus, 100%, you know, um, here you go, you know, or, you know, sometimes lower, but uh, I never got any feedback. I never got a sense that my, my that I was doing anything good. Even like today, I, like I, like um, when I'm teaching now, I'm like, give me feedback. Like, you know, I want to, I want to know more about my, my evaluator. I want to know about myself. And, um, you know, one thing that I want to tell my students is like, hey, like you may not be the best <laughs> at, at citing evidence or you may not be the best at writing essays but you are the best at you know being you at you know talking at at presenting at being a good friend at you know and and that's the I, the one thing that I can just sh- like tell all the people in teaching program right now like mm-hmm. go middle school like like Ooh, honestly okay. like everyone's like <laughs> high school high school high school I wanted to be a high school teacher too I just by luck I became a middle school teacher um and, and the reason why I love middle school is because those students are really learning about themselves. They're learning about their personalities. So imagine being that person like, hey, like you are an amazing person. Like telling like a 12-year-old that, that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's so impactful. Yes. And so, you know, I, I want my students to have confidence in themselves. I want them to walk with their head up high, to not be com- like uncomfortable in my class, um, to always, you know, stand up for themselves. Um, more than just like... Uh, you know, although I would like them to know how to like cite evidence properly, but <laughs> more, <laughs> I wish they, they could just like go to high school, go to any class, go to any situation and know like I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, second rate. I'm not B class person. I'm, I'm my own person. I'm, you know, I'm Jaime, I'm Angelica. Like I, I, I can do this thing, you know? Um, and it sounds a lot it's easier said than done. Um, but I, I want my students just have that confidence. And so that, that takes a lot of relationship building, mm-hmm. um, but it's possible. 
Yeah, and we can see it. Your your kiddos, they confidently raise their hand. They know you're not going to, again, bash them or uh, embarrass them for the things that they say. And um, the activity you were doing the other day, for example, some kids were being silly with their responses. It made sense. With, you know, They definitely did what you asked them to do. Some were silly, some were serious, some were... You know, and it was a little bit of everything. And I, I was walking around just laughing at some of these mm-hmm. kiddos, you know, <laughs> responses. And they were fine because they knew that you were going to respect the human beings that they were. And um, that's so powerful. And so when it comes to, so we talked about students and the impact that you want to make in students. How about in the educational field? You're so young and they're so much that you have to offer to us to the educational system and what is your goal here brother <laughs> uh retirement no. oh. <laughs> just kidding uh no um I, I it was about my second year when i finally got tenure and i was like okay I, i'm not crazy like you know my first year was you know i loved every day of my you know i loved every school day like on my second year of teaching you know my first year didn't not so much but mm. my second year i really loved it um I started getting into it and then I realized that, you know, talking about those glamorous jobs and things like that, like, okay, if you become a screenwriter, do you just want to be a screenwriter? No, you want to produce, you want to direct, you want to get into the industry. And same thing with, with teaching. It's a, it's a career, it's an industry. Um, I want to do it all. I want to see like, what's it like to be, you know, um, I remember my first, my first year they made me like ELA chair, I guess, because no one wanted to do it. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'll do it. What do I got to do? You know, I was like presenting like numbers to like veteran teachers, <laughs> like at core days and things like that. Um, but you did it. I did it. And kudos <laughs> to you, brother. <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to, to see how far it goes and, and what I, I want to just change the perception of, of what teachers can do. A lot of times, I think a lot of newer teachers, they think, okay, like, I'm a teacher now. And they don't realize, like, no, there's a lot of growth. You can do a lot of things. You can change a lot of things. You you have, um, what's the word? Sort of that um, efficacy. And, and, and influence, mm-hmm. definitely. But that efficacy of, of just, like, you're in charge. Like, you, you can do it. You have so many people, your relationship. And I, I want to, I don't know if I want to be a principal. Mm. <laughs> That's a lot of responsibility. But, you know, um, again, like, organically, I became a teacher. So maybe organically, um, mm-hmm. You know, maybe admin, but um, I'm right now. I'm a chair, or I'm part of the executive board of the union here at VPTA. Um, totally, just on a whim, decided to do that, and I'm glad I did because it's opened so many paths for me. Um, going to professional developments and hearing these great speakers and getting highlighters and stickers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I mean, lifelong uh, learner, yeah. you right? <laughs> so uh, um, you know, what? I'm not sure what like my end goal is, but um, and I know it involves like helping students um yeah helping students through opening perspectives from teachers right mm-hmm. um oh my gosh okay so i have to tell you that the i think it was the second year that you started working with the union right mm-hmm. was it the second year i can't remember but i the fir- okay so i knew you were a new teacher and then i saw you in the context of the union and you helped me realize that wow this person who is a phenomenal teacher because I have to tell you that when I was in when I was teaching involvement in the union was something that I was a little bit scared of because mm-hmm. you know there's some people that have some connotations sure. around you know just the union but you were someone who's just this great person all for our teacher all for our students I'm sorry 
and you still have that balance. It's for, for our students, and I can still be a, a teacher leader in this context, and, and we can find balance for everything mm -hmm. because the way I see unions, which that's what they're meant to be, is for all for teachers. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, the two worlds can't meet somewhere, somewhere somehow. But you have this great balance of like, no, I am 100,000% pro-students, mm -hmm. but also we need to support our teachers. Yeah. And so you're doing both of those roles very well. And sometimes it's not obviously easy, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you're making it seem very easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, I don't know, maybe it's a generational thing, um, but like all my friends are really pro-union and that makes me happy um, because again, like it's something that it did have a negative connotation um, and I'm really happy to be part of it. Uh, I'm fortunate to be a part of a union. Mm -hmm. Again, like my dad, yes. like again, 33 years at a warehouse at Costco, mm -hmm. um, not unionized or anything like that. Um, but you know, they always willing to put bread on the table, but you know, he always knew that he was late a couple of times or he missed a couple of days. He was out of there. Um, yes. and as teachers, we, we have a sense of security. Like I'm not going to lose my job if I, you know, my family member is sick or anything like that. So I'm really happy to be part of the union. And one thing that I just love about teachers is like we have a ton of different opinions, mm -hmm. um, especially in the union. We hear it all all the time. But at the end of the day, like I remember we, I mean, side note again, <laughs> my first year of teaching, I uh, was with the ELA team. It was me, another teacher, and then another, like just three on the seventh grade ELA team. And one of the teachers, complete opposite of me elderly woman like really old woman very old school style of teaching complete and me i'm like you know sel and let's you know be pro you know pronouns and things like that like totally opposite <laughs> of her um but i gravitated towards her i was like what's you know tell me the tips of the trade or tricks of the trade and give me tips and things like that and i feel like teachers were so willing to share at least 95 percent of us are willing to share and i can talk to a teacher who's been teaching 25 years and we'll have something to talk about um, and I, I love that about our profession that teachers love to teach mm -hmm. and even like when we're like just talking to, to each other we automatically give advice or mm -hmm. try this lesson try that and I love that and yeah um, that, that sense of community yeah our common ground is students mm -hmm. right and that's that's where we all can meet together and see how we can support each other it's not like one of those other professions that we we talked about earlier, which could be so different that there's nothing you can actually talk about in the same building um, because everybody's doing something different. We are so fortunate that anyone you turn to at a school site, you know that we have that common different districts objective, yeah. common purpose, common, common vision. Oh my goodness, this has been so great. Um, I wanted to highlight the um, influence and power that you talked about in teachers and that's very, we're very aligned there. That's <laughs> what we're trying to do as well. We always wanna highlight that we have so much privilege, so much influence and so much power to make a change in every single life. And just like your teachers did that for you and it's been such a long lasting effect on you it has had that long lasting effect on you, we can continue to do that mm -hmm. with our students. And so we're gonna go ahead and end this conversation with the one and only <laughs> question. What is your message to the world? What does Eric want to tell the world? Um, I guess it boils down to uh, just, you know, be kind, be kind to children. Um, because again, they, they learn from us, whether we're teaching or not, they learn, they pick up on things that we're doing. And, 
showing kindness to our children, treating them like human beings. And I I know they're annoying, but, (laughs) uh, you know, teaching them kindness. Yeah, yeah. It's a a matter of of just helping one another out. Um, If I can instill that with my students, even if one student walks away in my class thinking, I want to. I want to do good in the world. Then I know that I've succeeded as a teacher. So, as we, if we can keep doing that, if everyone can do that and show some kindness to to, to young people, then um, then I think our world will be way better off. Mm. Mm. So it. beautiful, Eric. You are so amazing. <laughs> I can. We can talk all day. <laughs> Obviously, you have so much to offer to to veteran teachers, new teachers, students. Oh, you're just. We have, there's a lot of teachers that, you know, we make connections with that we can relate to. We see that we have a lot of similarities. Like when we were in the classroom, we always kind of found ourselves going towards the Eric's at the site. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> we found each other this way. And I just sometimes think, man, if we can just get this person in the room and this person in the room, you know. And, and we can, dream it up. Like, oh can my. you imagine if we got <laughs> this team. person yeah. and yes, this person? The dream team. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's so funny. So again, you were talking about this um, like teaching academy or teaching club. How mm-hmm. cool would that be? You say that like, Okay, five years from now, 10 years from now, we're going to be listening to this podcast. And I wouldn't be surprised that something will come out of that com- this conversation mm-hmm. that we're having mm-hmm. today. And so let's just remember this, okay? Uh, <laughs> no, remember that's, that's something <laughs> yes. for real. I think that's very, very needed. I mean, we think about the CT mm-hmm. courses, and there's something for even pharmaceutical. There's yeah. production, 3D printing. There's everything great but what are we doing to instill that passion and to embrace that passion in students who like secretly want to be a teacher Teacher, and don't want to tell anyone (laughs) absolutely and so my brother um i was just sharing this with them the other day so my brother um he graduated he just is getting his bachelor's degree so he's older than me but he's just had a different pathway um but he's he's so excited he's like he's ready for grad school now and his new job um, well, his not his new job. Sure. His current job is willing to pay for his grad school. Mm. And he is not in education. He's not so totally different type of business. But it's so funny because of all like cor- industries, corporations, careers, you would think that education would sponsor or, yeah. you know, help with students like our students furthering a career in education then come back like bring it back right mm, even like a scholarship I, like, like i don't remember something. seeing like a ten thousand dollar scholarship for a student who wants to become a teacher mm-hmm. like maybe there is that but i, I mean i don't remember seeing any so not common not yeah. common because my kids just have been going through that and it for someone who wants to become an engineer someone who wants to become like all these oh, yeah. High tech, women in uh, teaching, yes. or, you know. I mean, women in, in you know, engineering. S- yeah, tech. here we are giving to these students, and we're having to pay for our own, <laughs> you know, grad yeah. school and everything. So again, five, ten years from now, when we have this uh, teaching academy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we probably will have some sort of scholarships yeah. that we, we'll be able to we offer our students should. who continue mm-hmm. on this pathway. So, so again, thank you so much, Eric, for for spending your time and sharing your story and sure. your journey and where you want to go in the future 
Um, I'm sure that if hopefully your students will be able to listen to this and 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 be super proud of their teacher. <laughs> Thank you so very much, Eric. Wonderful words of wisdom. We appreciate you as Tina's sharing. We Thank you for sharing space with us and sharing your wonderful story and your, again, words of wisdom. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And a huge thank you to all of our listeners for opening your hearts and your minds to our Mindful Conversations Matter podcast. We challenge you to continue these conversations with your family and friends. And please reflect on ways you can impact the world one conversation and one act at a time. Until next time. Peace.